Good morning and welcome in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Please stand as you are able for our processional hymn, Come Unto Me, You Weary. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Amen. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of this altar. Let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. 
Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ, and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. We pray together. Almighty God, have mercy upon us. Forgive us our sins and lead us to everlasting life. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Blessed be the Lord who takes 
Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, always more ready to hear than we to pray, and to give more than we either desire or deserve, pour down upon us the abundance of your mercy, forgiving those things of which our conscience is afraid, and giving us those good things that we are not worthy to ask, except through the merits and mediation of Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the 11th Sunday after Trinity is from Genesis chapter 4. Now Adam and Eve, now Adam knew his wife Eve, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock, and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? He said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. And now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it shall no longer yield to you its strength. You shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me today away from the ground, and from your face I shall be hidden. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. Then the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark on Cain, lest any who found him should attack him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from Ephesians chapter 2. And you were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of, what, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised, us, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast." For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, 
which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. According to St. Luke, the 18th chapter. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, This man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. This is the Gospel of our Lord. The Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men, and for our salvation, came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
text for today is from our Old Testament reading, Genesis chapter 4. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry, and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. In the name of Jesus. Charles Dickens, in his 1859 historical novel, A Tale of Two Cities, writes thus, It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was the epoch of belief. It was the epoch of incredulity. It was the season of light. It was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope. It was the winter of despair. We had everything before us. We had nothing before us. We were all going direct to heaven. We were all going direct the other way. In short, the period was so far like the present period that some of its noisiest authorities insisted on its being received for good or for evil in the superlative degree of comparison only. Charles Dickens gives us wise words for consideration today. Granted, his novel is historical fiction, set back between London and Paris during the French Revolution, a time of great turmoil. He dealt with, to be fair, some of the same concepts that we deal with today and that are truly present in God's holy word from our pericopes. Life and death darkness and light and equality. What's that all about? To be fair, our gospel text for today, along with our Old Testament text, speaks and teaches of the simul. The fact that you and I are two things at the same time as believers. We are sinners and will be sinners until the day of our death the day that we are rescued, that our labors cease, the day that we shall see Christ to face, to face sinners until our Lord Himself returns and raises everyone in the resurrection. But at the same time, by God's grace and mercy, we are yet saints. Those redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. Sinners look to themselves. The sinner in you compares yourself to others. The sinner in you stands like the tax collector in the temple today. And instead of just having a conversation with God and recognizing our status, the sinner is constantly looking elsewhere to compare themselves to others. To find some sort of of gratification based on their status in life. The sinner truly cares nothing for equality. The sinner wants to be better than everyone else. Thus, our story in the Old Testament of Cain and Abel, which, by the way, is not historical fiction, has much to say. Cain and Abel. Cain, the firstborn, the one that that Eve cries out upon his birth, Behold, I have brought forth Adamah, the man. Cain was to be the one. 
Cain was to be the Savior, the the promised Messiah, at least in Eve's eyes, because God had promised that from her womb would come forth a male offspring, a man, that would set things right, that would restore Eden and all of creation to its pristine beauty, that would remove sin. Cain, as we well know, was anything but. Cain, as a sinner, was constantly looking at his goody-two-shoes brother Abel. Scripture is very clear on one point regarding Cain and Abel. Abel had faith. He trusted in God to provide for him, and he gave of his offerings freely, not to surpass his brother, not to earn favor, and a simple, joyful, and gracious response to his heavenly Father. Cain, on the other hand, did not. And so when Cain now gives his offering and God is not pleased with it, Cain strikes up a conversation with God, and God tells him this, Why are you angry, Cain? Why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. You might say to yourself after hearing that, well, God is all about cooperating in our salvation. God is all about, perhaps, synergism. Cain just needs to figure things out and do these things, and then God will be pleased. But to be fair, God is being somewhat rhetorical. Because Cain's belief here is that he can do such things, and God is saying, okay, Cain, you want to rule over your sin? Go right ahead and try. You want to be your own savior? You want to be Adama? You want to be the man? Well, then do it. Quit whining and complaining. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps and, and just make it happen, man. But the problem is, Cain can't do that. No sinner can. Saints, those redeemed, those in faith, look to God and show their love to their neighbor. What is Cain's response to God's word? Reek, reek, reek. Kills his brother. Kills him stone cold dead. Abel's blood flowing into the precious creation that God had made. And God confronts him because this blood cries out. All of creation cries out. Your very body cries out for redemption, for health, for healing. And perhaps you've fallen into that pit of despair and anxiety that, to be fair, has probably affected all of us these past six months. But to be honest, such is life. Such is life since the fall. Which is why we encourage, teach, and preach all with an, with an eye towards faith, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And grace, grace is all about the blood. Grace is all about God's work, not yours. God in His holy law calls us in the fifth commandment to not murder. What does this mean? Luther writes, we should fear and love God so that we do not hurt or harm our neighbor in his body, but help and support him in every physical need. Thus, a believer, a Christian, 
first focuses their eyes upon their Heavenly Father, talks with Him, receives His gifts for the strengthening of their faith. Secondly, then, a believer has an eye towards their neighbor to serve, to love. And sometimes that's painful. Sometimes that's difficult. That involves self-sacrifice. That involves trusting that God will yet preserve you. You see, Abel's blood that fell into the ground was pointing forward to the blood of Christ that would drip from the cross into the ground there on Golgotha's holy hill. A one pure and holy blood that would redeem all of God's people. A one pure and holy blood coming from Christ which would represent the one, the Adama, the man who alone can rule over sin. And so Christ does, rules over sin. Not Cain, not Abel, not you. Christ does this, and this is done by grace for you. His word comes and sows that seed of faith into your very ear. His Word comes through simple bread and wine to to nourish you for all eternity. His Word comes in the baptism which you daily walk, and to be fair, that robe of righteousness gets pretty dirty in our life, doesn't it? Issues with our brothers, our sisters, our neighbors. Issues with God's holy law, with His Word. But yet Christ comes to be that one. Paul writes to the Christians at Philippi, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Truly you and I in this world is a tale of two cities, a tale of the simile, A tale of the sinner and a tale of the saint. But Christ has come for you. Place your faith and your hope in all that he has accomplished and will yet bring with you. And as Paul writes, and I'll close with this to the Christians at Colossae, he says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died. And your life is hidden with Christ and God. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. It is the best of times. It is the worst of times. But Christ, your Savior, yet reigns for you. In the name of Jesus.
Please rise. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Be merciful to us, Heavenly Father, for daily and much do we sin and transgress your holy will. For the sake of the perfect life and sacrificial death of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, forgive our sins. Fill us with your Spirit that we would remain humble, never forgetting that we have been saved by grace through faith, which was not our own doing, but your gracious gift. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Be merciful to our neighbors, especially those who have sinned against us and done us harm. Give us patience and strength. We would deal with them gently and humbly, and that we would be ready to forgive as we have been forgiven. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Be merciful to your church, both here and in every place. Send forth faithful servants to deliver your grace and mercy to sinners in need. Defend all pastors from arrogance and pride and strengthen them in the faithful preaching of your word that true unity in the faith would be found wherever Christ crucified is proclaimed. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Be merciful to our leaders that they would exercise the authority given them with wisdom and righteousness so that we would be enabled to live in freedom and peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Be merciful to all those in need, especially children who lack food, clothing, and shelter, and provide for their needs. Look in mercy upon all orphans who are in need of parents to care for them. Provide them with loving fathers and mothers. Until such provision is realized, bless those who care for them, that they would do so in love, which is filled with mercy and compassion. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Be merciful to the sick and sorrowing, especially the family of Robert Coughlin, the family of Pat Stolt, and the family of Jack McMongyle. Be also with Laura, with David, and Chris, Shirley, Carol, and Patricia, with Nico, and Larry, and David, and Elaine, with Reverend Gary Dork, with Paul, and with Larry, and with Steve, and Dick, and Hayden, and Teresa, and with Paul, and William, Kurt, Bill, and Ed, with Mary, and Joni, and Bob, with our shut-ins, Olga, Lorraine, Anne, and Doris, and with all expectant mothers, especially Heidi, Alyssa, Marta, and Laura. that they would receive not only temporal relief, but that in all times and places and under all circumstances, they would know the forgiveness of their sins and the hope of eternal life, one for them in Christ Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Be merciful to those who come to the holy altar today, that they would approach your throne of grace humbly and with reverence, and that they would receive the true body and blood of Christ in faith and for their highest good, being united in one holy fellowship with all your saints. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. 
It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, are you, O Lord our God, King of all creation, for you have had mercy on us and given your only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. In your righteous judgment you condemned the sin of Adam and Eve who ate the forbidden fruit, and you justly barred them and all their children from the tree of life. Yet in your great mercy you promised salvation by a second Adam, your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and made his cross a life-giving tree for all who trust in him. We give you thanks for the redemption you have prepared for us through Jesus Christ. Grant us your Holy Spirit that we may faithfully eat and drink of the fruits of his cross and receive the blessings of forgiveness, life, and salvation that come to us in his body and blood. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
And now may the body and blood of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you steadfast until life everlasting. Depart in peace and with great joy your sins are forgiven. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks, thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Mm-hmm. 